1: 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode
2: is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, dot Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Chicago everywhere check it. Not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go podcast. The
3: Full Go the Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs and Black Hawks.
2: Our man
0: Jason
3: Goff 3 times a week with Jason Goff. His
0: mood is elevated. He
4: is feeling good. <laughs> Jason, I'm loving the Full Go.
3: Love the full go. the full
1: go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking Talking about talking
3: about talking what up world you're listening to the full Goal with Jason golf presented by the ringer a spotify original what's going on these days
1: huh just
3: adam silver was
1: right chance for the... hey <laughs> hey man hey this is uh, episode was it 324 or is it 323 I, I i lose track you know i just go back talk. on the fucking show and i lose all <laughs> tracks exactly get out of here dog what was it episode 323 is it 324 Oh, there it is, episode 324 of the Full Go podcast, ah, brought to you by the ringer, and of course, Spotify is the gang. I am Jason Golf, and we are coming at you, not live and not direct, uh, but on, on a Tuesday night, taking in some uh, in-season tournament basketball, IST, the kids are calling it. Um, there is no local angle to that, because the Bulls aren't participating in this situation, but hey, man. Got to give it up to Adam Silver. Uh, Tony Gill mentioned it at the outset of this pod, but got to give it up to Adam Silver. This thing is is uh, good television. Yeah, and and you got dudes competing and sacking up way earlier in the season than you are used to seeing them. Like we see big games here and there. We see guys match up, and next thing you know, it's close in the fourth quarter, and then now it's time for us to turn up because we're, we're competitors and all that. But from the start of this thing, where guys were kind of foggy, the. The uh, rules, the criteria, the distinction was a little murky. And then slowly but surely, once that group play, about that third game of group play, guys started to like, all right, might as well just try to win this thing if we can. And then the knockout round happens where, (sighs) you know, I do my thing on this here microphone, right, every once in a while. You know, I I say some things that end up being right. You know, y'all out there, some of y'all out there who call yourselves fans of mine can't wait to remind me of all the things that I have said on the wrong side or in the lost column in terms of predictions and prognostications and committing to futures of, of a basketball entity. But, hey, the other night. Adam Silver had to be sitting in the crib watching the Indiana Pacers and the Boston Celtics go at it and thinking to himself, thank you, Tyrese Halliburton. Thank you so much for doing what you've done. Because, let's face it, y'all, Tyrese Halliburton kicked off the end-season tournament for everybody. Like, all this group play stuff was cool, trying to figure out how guys are going to get lathered up, the, the point differential. The point differential was the biggest conversation we were having about guys not wanting to get score, be scored on or the guys understanding that, all right, we hey, we got to keep these, these starters in here because we need to beat y'all by 27. And it happened twice to the Chicago Bulls. The Toronto Raptors had to do it, and then the Boston Celtics had to do it. All right, so that's that's where we're at with ours right now. So if anybody was sitting back waiting for the end-season tournament to be over, it was Bulls fans, and rightfully so. DeMar DeRozan was leading that charge, right? DeMar was angry both times. Both teams, they they clapped their heads. DeMar was like, y'all shouldn't have clapped our heads with that kind of, you know, distasteful disdain for sportsmanship at the end of the game. Yeah, 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 that's all we were talking about. We were talking about... (laughs) Point differentials for a good three rounds of this thing, and then all of a sudden, kid by way of Iowa State, new to the game and true to the game, Tyrese Halliburton put on a show. Uh, hey, listen to everybody out there that was doing that whole, you know, I don't know, Marcus Smart for Drew Holiday, and I love Drew Holiday as much as the next guy, but there was a reason why Milwaukee Bucks All Star maybe uh second greatest player in franchise history. Giannis Antetokounmpo was like, Hey, might need a different point guard might need to roll with someone else. He saw what Jimmy Butler in the Miami he did to drew. And I haven't seen many people do that to drew, but I saw another person do that to drew. And that other person's name was Tyrese Halliburton. He had drew holiday on skates for a good 38, 37 minutes. He went out there, had his first triple-double, and you think to yourself like, man, this dude is leading the league in assists. He's getting 20-plus on the routine, but he's not much of a rebounder. Well, guess what? He found himself around the glass. He made the in-season tournament come alive, and it set the stage. The New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings got it on, and then tonight, as we're sitting here watching, you know, I'm sitting here watching the the, the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, do what they have to do, all right? But that that wasn't it. I was waiting for the big dogs to come on in. LeBron versus KD. You, it, there's there is no better old man TV than that. Like I know everybody, all the young kids probably waiting on Tyrese to come back around again and watching, you know, Ja here in the next week and a half or so. Yeah, old man buckets was out there getting busy. The the Suns and the Lakers were, were entertaining as hell as well. And then at the end, LeBron does the whole he he gives the league a nice little snapshot, nice nice little sound bite saying, you know, if we're gonna compete, you know, you got to fight for something might as well fight oh there it is I'm gonna knock you out comes in crashing through the speakers next thing you know we got ourselves some actual intrigue I'm down man I'm down like I, I was a little you know I was harumphing it I was being the old guy at the beginning of this thing and rightfully so it wasn't for me you know like a lot of these things aren't like a lot of the new music ain't for me and next thing you know I turn it on I'm like you know what maybe I do need to get it back in blood you know what I'm saying like maybe maybe I I do need to slide on the Ops. My back ain't hurting me today. You feel me? <laughs> like, like, that's that's what it is. I listen to y'all young boys basketball music for a good, you know, car ride and a half. Next thing you know, I'm riding around looking for the Ops. So, yeah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I have been indoctrinated in the in-season tournament. You know, I'm out here listening to all the, the young Lils and the John <laughs> and is and listening to this and podcast. And like, <laughs> yeah, I told him. <laughs> Uh, hey, listen. Hey, hey, Josh. You, hey, if it's anybody who's down with sweeping up money off of a strip of flow, <laughs> you, hey. Real ones relate player. Okay. I see you. I wasn't mad at you. I was mad that you was waving around a little pea shooter and had everybody on the internet, you know, up in arms, but we could talk about it some other time. But yeah, yeah, I'm here now. I'm here. I'm in season tournament. Poppy. You can't touch me now. Tuesdays. You will know where to find me. All right. I might. Well, you know what? Let's get on. Let's get on uh, Expedia. One of these travel services, man. Let's see how we can find our way to Vegas for a couple of nights. Huh? Have, have, had the exceptional one be as exceptional as he possibly can on the road. All right? Call call off. You know, Kyle got about 13 freelance gigs anyway. Call all of them and say, hey, we're going to end-season tournament. We're going to kick it in Vegas because Jason started listening to the upbeat aggressive music. That's what happened. All right? It all goes in there. It all goes. Sliding <laughs> on ops <laughs> and watching people get beat in the knockout round. It all, and, all ties in. I I'm mean, telling it, it, you now. It
3: gives you what you need leading up to you know the post Christmas run right then the, the saying is the season yeah. doesn't start until after Christmas now we've gotten all lathered up the players they've gotten their competitive juices flowing in that period between you know November and Christmas they've already gotten going so now what
1: after I'm gonna I'm I'm be honest with you though Tone Tone I'm gonna be honest with you though this, this has a real world baseball classic feel to it. You please believe that LeBron will be resting them knees for a good week and a half after Vegas. I'm just letting y'all know now. Like, like the last time we see like dudes ramped it up like LeBron's body is like, hey, if you don't sit your old ass down like what do, this, <laughs> LeBron's body is looking at his watch like and sir, it is the first week of December. W- what are you out here doing diving on the court, setting hard screens and rolling to the basket? With reckless abandon. We, hey, we we wait till New Year's Eve is coming gone before we start acting like that. That is true. You know how many. Tone, do you know how many... Hey, we're about to see a whole bunch of lineups look funky. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, wait Wait till after Vegas. You're sending these dudes, a lot of cats who haven't participated in the NCAA tournament, right? So this is them, you know, this is them acting like yesteryear that never happened, right? There's a lot of guys who, you know, either were one and done or didn't go at all that are just about... You know, Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't never, He didn't ever participate in any tournament here in the states, right? And and LeBron wasn't a part of March Madness, although could you could you imagine what would have happened if LeBron James would have went to school for one year? I always th- like to think about those things, like where he would have went. Uh, you know, Ohio State or Duke or something like that, and we'd have watched that one year of of whatever it was going to be, and then we'd talk about how, you know, <laughs> how something's wrong with his jump shot, and he, he he might be a little too stiff. You know what I mean? We, we'd have graded him because that's what we do because we hate ourselves. And, we, and this, you know, this, let this be let this be um a sign to all the basketball people out there and and i and i mean this when i say this nobody talks about the game that they supposedly love worse than basketball fans and And former basketball players and observers of the current uh, you know genre or or current style of basketball. You know, football. They appreciate the next, or they appreciate the now. That's why Tom Brady's words made so many waves. Because football players like, hey man, hold on, you've seen and done this before, and you did it in this era that you're shitting on right now. So like, we don't do that, you know. And if you do do it, you look wild, like those seventy two Dolphins who were, you know, just to pop champagne every time somebody lost the game. But first, you know, the 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 last undefeated team of the season who lost. They you see Mercury Morris and the boys popping like that's how. All basketball, I feel, moves nowadays. We'll be back
3: with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors.
2: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles and your car? Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com.
1: Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets when your first $5 money line bet wins. The Casual Betting Brothers have a beauty for you on Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen. You knew in week 14 of the NFL season, you would be nestling up to a Pittsburgh Steelers New England Patriots matchup where Bailey Zappi and Mitchell Trubisky would be going at it toe to toe, right? That's what we got for our four leg parlay. Mitchell Trubisky's over is 180 and a half yards. We taking the over on that. You know why? Because he's a former bear and he's broken free of the shackles of the bears offense. He is ready to be unleashed on the New England Patriots defense. We got the over for Mitchell Trubisky. And then you say, who's his counterpart in this slugfest of quarterback titans? Bailey Zappi. That's right. The over is 161 and a half. We taking the over on the passing yards for Bailey Zappi. And then you say, who's going to be rushing the football for those great Pittsburgh Steelers? None other than Jalen Warren. And 56 and a half is the total for rushing yards of Jalen Warren we're going over that that's right we're exceeding all limits and thoughts and bounds that football could possibly place on you with the New England Patriots Pittsburgh Steelers game and oh by the way Deontay Johnson 41 and a half receiving yards the over that's a steal so like I said all of our people out there that know the casual betting brothers are gonna come through for you we did it again on Thursday night football for y'all over for Mitchell Trubisky passing yards over for Bailey Zappi passing yards Jalen Warren over over rushing yards and Deontay Johnson over receiving yards. That's the four leg parlay we got for you. If you've been thinking about joining Fanduel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. You got the live same game parlays, the traditional SGP's, and you can find bets in the new Explore tab or dive into the Parlay Hub. The best way to find the most popular parlays and so much more. So visit Fanduel.com/fullgo. That's Fanduel.com/fu.l LGO and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. $5 pre-game money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus best that expires 7 days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com.
3: The full goal with Jason Golf.
1: And, and in this time with the in-season tournament, it just seems like unbridled basketball joy and entertaining television. That is why we are here, y'all. Like the, the pod before when I was talking about the CFP and Florida State fans jumping in my Twitter mentions, listen, y'all, it's cool. I understand. Y'all ha- enjoy the holiday bowl, right? If you, if you want to see your team perform, I don't. I am here to be entertained, you know? And And, and it seems like basketball, fans consistently talk about what the game is not and guys who used to play in this league consistently talk about what the game is not and how you know how uh, the the lack of physicality and all this like, well how about the how about the fact that you can't move around in this league comfortably anymore if you can't shoot okay how about the fact that we got seven footers who are handling the basketball the start of this season I couldn't wait to watch Suns games because you had a seven footer in Kevin Durant who was running pick and roll with another seven footer in Yosef like little shit like that is like gleaming to me. Like stuff like that is poetry. So we're sitting here watching these dudes play the end season tournament. And the first thing I see is people shitting on it and saying, well, they, they finally got him to play hard early in the season. Shut up shut up if you don't like the game it's cool we gonna be fine without you and that's that's for these former basketball players too who can't wait to shit on everything that is nba basketball these days move out the way then get out the way if you're not here to be entertained there's an entertaining product damn near every single night on the league pass for basketball fans that's a, and that's all i'm talking to basketball fans it's okay to enjoy basketball again if you a Bulls fan guess what's happening right now Kobe White Kobe White is showing out and showing up as as a dude who gets on a team that is bad a team that is underwhelming a, 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 a young player who can easily hide behind the veterans and be like well if they fucking up then I you know I can just be out here be regularly too no Enjoy Kobe White every time you turn on Bulls basketball. Enjoy, hopefully, Kobe White uh, pulling along his other young cohorts in Ayo Desumu and Patrick Williams to excel, even though the environment and the ecosphere might be a little contaminated right now. Like, yeah, man. If you can't find something good, especially in these dark times that we in it's this city of sports, man, please. I couldn't wait to watch this, this in season tournament games tonight. Couldn't wait to watch them. I can't wait to watch the Indiana Pacers play basketball on league pass. I can't wait to watch the Houston Rockets play basketball on league pass. You the, the the game is as healthy as it's ever been. Don't let anybody lie to you and tell you otherwise. By the way, the game is as skilled as it's ever been. Now is there a homogenization of the styles and everybody looks the same and all that? That's fine. Guess what? It's getting ready to be a breakthrough as well. You're not going to be able to just do that. You're not just going to be able to shoot threes and just call it one. That's I know that's how it seems now, but I think the I think styles are getting ready to come back because defenses are too good and these athletes are too long and too fast and too strong like and the de- like the things that we're seeing right now in NBA basketball coach we've never seen before so enjoy it try to find a way to enjoy it if you are a basketball fan if you're not a basketball fan and you don't know any of the names of the players that matter these days but you have a comment on it at all times and that's if you're a paid pl- former player or a fan alike well guess get out the way you take it up the air. You taking up the space for people who actually enjoy this goddamn sport. This right now is entertaining stuff. I don't care what you don't like about the league. Watching the stars go at it with this kind of, of uh, aggressive, pure joy natured. By the way, like nothing has happened so far in the season to build up too much animus. These dudes are out there going at it, smiling and laughing at each other like they're in the park. It's the reason why we watch this. We want to be entertained. (laughs) And if the games aren't of consequence to us, yeah, man, mix it up. Enjoy yourselves. I feel like we as a basketball community have, like, run out of things to complain about, so we're still making up shit from 20 years ago. This is a great product going on right now, man. You got young stars who don't give a damn about these old heads and are kicking them in the ass every time they get on the court with them. You got dudes who are sizing up champions three, four, five years into the league the way it's supposed to be. The way the the, the the greats that you loved before did before them. You think Michael Jordan was just sitting around waiting in year one and year two? No, he's going at people. The same way Anthony Edwards is going at anybody who's on the calendar. So it's okay to enjoy basketball right now. If you're a Bulls fan, it's okay to find something in the Bulls that might, you know, tantalize you. Watch the little things. Understand who's playing what kind of basketball that you should enjoy and and, and take note of. There's still something out there for you if you're a fan. But if you're not a fan, get out the way and let the real ones in.
0: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app.
4: It's
3: Oh, I was gone, Not a Sox fan anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, I just, What, ha- I what happened? Man. The
1: Benetti thing? You, you yeah, gave him up? Yeah, the
3: Benetti thing was kind of like the final straw, but I've really, since knowing you, Jay, I've really gotten a hold to particularly one thing, and I had to readjust my entire way I look at my fandom and my sports fandom is like, how much I'm, am I going to allow people to play in my face? That's all it is, because really. that's essentially what that's it is. Okay. It's like we gonna play in your face, and guess what? You're gonna spend money on merch. You're gonna spend tickets to go to these games. You're like, right? Like you're going to make my entity as incompetent as I am. You're gonna make it a part of your life, and you're gonna like it, and you're gonna love it, and you're just gonna ride the roller coaster. And I was like, you know what? I want to get off. Like I, I want to get off the roller coaster. Like I just, I can't in good conscience. Passed this down to my baby. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs>
1: There's no reason for it. Here, here. Amen. Uh, Amen. That's, that's, that's you being a good dad. It sounds like my guy. It's the fallacy of fandom, man. Like, was there a, was there a
3: ceremony or anything? Like, I mean, in my body, Right. I just kind of make that switch. Like, you know what? Uh, right. I don't think I can right. do this anymore. And I don't wanna pass this down <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. I'm not mad at you. I mean, I don't know what a sox fan could tell a sox fan who's in your shoes to stay other than that's what quote unquote real fans do. it's the fallacy of fandom like there's there's this this uh interest level and this payoff that is expected you know what fandom is kind of like karma you know like this belief in karma where it's like you know and and, and i i think the 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 is around karma is like well if i do good then i'll get good it's like why don't you just not be an asshole and hope things and you know land right for you right like why, why don't you just be kind to people just because you're not going to get a payoff right i think that that comes into play with fans where it's like well if i stick around through all this goofy shit then the championship that is won will be sweeter tasting to me than the person who left when this goofy shit was going on and then just happened to come back when they got good you know and then then it's like i'm not gonna let this person back on to my teams no you don't have any control over that you don't. They do not they do not bar us from the team shop when we come back. Like I'm not dog. No, listen, good investments are all I'm about. And right now the Chicago White Sox, you know, you can buy cheap. <laughs> You can get in that thing real real cheap That is a penny stock right now And you hope you can turn it over down the road But, but I mean Chris Gets at the, at the winter meetings Not wanting to say the word rebuild Like what is this edict In, 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 in this city where It's like if you don't say rebuild They won't know That you're ass <laughs> Like, like <laughs> Rebuild is Chicago For ass So just say retool <laughs> Like retool apparently sounds like deep dish pizza or, or or Italian beef to Chicagoans, right? Like you say retool is like oh wait a minute, so maybe they might be okay. Oh, you said retool and not re. Come on, dog. What are we talking about here? And then on top of it, the thing that that floored me out of Chris Getz's comments was, "Hey y'all, thank God we're in the AL Central." Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. So, so if you were in the AL East or the AL West, it'd be it'd be time to sweat. But since since you're in this rotten ass division, hey man, we got time, y'all. We good. It's not a rebuild. It's a re-rollout. It's a remax. It's a, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? And the best part about it is. Chris Getz is is and 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 walk with me here. Chris Getz, he is my hero. Because very few people can get hired for a job that they help be rotten. Like he got hired for a job and and, and to lead an organization which he had a hand in the, all the firing that took place because of what he did as a talent evaluator and how he helped develop or lack of development of players in the system like it's nothing like walking in after you, after you rob somebody and be like man they got away with everything didn't they <laughs> that's crazy what happened to you it's like hey man you i are have part you look for it where's where so, it <laughs> right, right,
3: right,
1: right, right, man i heard i heard it was behind your speaker I, I don't know but i heard they put it behind your speaker like what are we talking about here Chris Getz is a part of this. That's why when Sox fans are sitting here watching the winter meetings go by and hearing that the Cubs are like, oh, they, 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 they're they they're a dark horse for the Shohei Ohtani thing. And if Shohei Ohtani domino drops, then maybe, maybe the teams that didn't get him might be getting Juan Soto, and the Cubs are in there as well. Meanwhile, the White Sox are sitting in the cut. They're like, hey, uh, we, we got a pitcher who was pitching in Korea last year. Two years, 15 million. You know, White Sox. White Sox, go go White Sox! Like that's what that's what we are right now. That's what we're talking about. And now, oh boy, Pedro grafo is talking tougher than I have ever thought he would talk. Pedro Griffo saying, "Hey, that's the game. The way we played baseball last year, that's not you can't win like that in the big leagues." Well, <laughs> hey, Pedro. <laughs> You could have said this during the year. Like, like, like you, you, had, you had direct control as the manager of the baseball team to kind of change that. <laughs> it was your way last year. You were the manager. So I don't blame you. I don't blame anybody for walking away. I'm, I, listen, all the people who, who tell you hey, you know, that's not what real fans do. They're leading very, very, very sad lives. They're, this is the last thing that they're holding on to. Imagine the White Sox being like the last thing you have sports wise. You know, you go to work every single day. You come home. You know, you're eating the same meals. You're tired of looking at them at them kids. You know, your wife don't really mess with you. Ah, let me put on the White Sox game for a good three hours to 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 ease this pain through the summer. Nah, they got they got quite the sell job to do. Quite the sell job. Good luck though. Good luck because the winter meetings, boy. They have been as slow as slow could be. And the White Sox is sitting in the back like, hey, don't look this way, y'all. Everybody putting their hand up. Would, would, would Toronto like to like to make themselves present? It's a roll call at the winter meetings. Toronto, yeah, here. We're gonna try to get Soto and Otani, you know? <laughs> hey, the Dodgers, yep. We in here for the Otani sweepstakes. Yeah, that's us. That's us. The the Mariners sending center fielders this way and that away. The the Yankees and the Red Sox pulled off a deal. That's what that's what the winter meetings are ha- like right now. That's the tenor of the winter meetings. And the White Sox just in the cut, like, hey man, I don't know who messed this team up last year, but it wasn't me. It's like, no, it it, it was you. I I saw you. You, You're in the media guide for last year as a member of this organization. But, you know, I don't know baseball, so I just shut up and watch and see how things prevail as I'm listening to Jason Benetti give local interviews that are tear-jerking of him going to the Detroit Tigers So for all the White Sox fans out there who feel like they are moving their allegiances or just putting their fandom on hold, I can't argue with you. And you know, that's my favorite thing to do. But on this one, I can't argue.
2: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details.
3: What up world? It's Vic Spencer, and you're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Golf presented by the Ringer, a Spotify
1: original. Speaking of the winter meetings, Sahadev Sharma is in Nash Vegas. He is hanging out. You know, he's not hanging out, but he's actually doing his job for the athletic covering baseball, covering the Cubs. He's got information on the Otani sweepstakes. What Pete Crow Armstrong should be thinking about this offseason, and what Cubs fans should expect going forward right here on the full go podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, man. I I, I truly appreciate it. I know it's a busy time. Right. I know it's a lot going on. <laughs> um you know, I know you're covering all the news that that uh, baseball fans and of course Cub fans want to hear. Sahadav Sharma from the Athletic joining us here on the Full Go Podcast, brought to you by the Ringer and of course Spotify is the gang. I am Jason Goff, and I I get a chance every once in a while to talk to people that I admire. I, I consume their content every once in a while. They drop by on this little old podcast. Sahadev Sharma is the latest victim to do so. Sahadev, thanks for joining us, man. Um, hey. It's supposed to be free freewheeling and dealing the, the crown jewel <laughs> event of the winter. You know, things are supposed to be happening, moving and shaking. And Wade Miley has been signed and the Seattle Mariners have traded a center fielder. Like, is this what you expected the first, I don't know, 36 to 48 hours of uh, the winter meetings to be?
4: I, I mean, I, I didn't expect it to be this slow. It, it's, it's remarkably slow. I guess it makes sense. There's too big, Names that need to kind of go before the market gets moving, and Shohei Otani and uh, Yamamoto. Neither of them have signed. Obviously, Yamamoto is not supposed to sign until at least next week. He's not even supposed to have meetings until next week. So the pitching market's going to be a little slow. Uh, Obviously, Otani's the big name, right? And everybody's waiting on that. And I think what happens is once he makes his decision, then teams start to pivot, right? The teams that we're in—it's mm-hmm. not a huge list, but they're obviously big, big players with the Cubs and and the Dodgers, and and teams that are smarter, agents that are smart are going to be waiting for those types of teams to get in the building. Like I'm sure AJ Preller would love for the Cubs to be involved in Juan Soto trade talks. He may not end up on the Cubs, but it helps it helps him drive up the price for the Yankees or wherever he ends up, right? So. So this is it, it's one of those situations we have talked about it, I'm sure in years past where one player is kind of holding up the market right now. And once that goes, I expect some things to get done. Smaller things should get done. maybe maybe a, maybe there'll be some big names over the next couple of days, but Otani's really just just the, the one we're all waiting for.
1: Yeah, the big fish. The big fish is holding up everybody else. You mentioned Juan Soto. I've seen reports from everything from the Blue Jays landing both those players to Juan Soto kicking the tires on a, on a bunch of teams on the West Coast. Um, what is the the talk around the meetings around Otani around his you know availability as a pitcher going forward? Like what what's happening? Big picture around what will be a seismic shift in power in baseball. No matter where he goes,
4: right? Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is. There's just so little information available that there's not the normal amount of buzz about it. So even even respected reporters, Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, I mean, just go look at what they write and what they tweet. There's so little information out there. We seem to have the teams, but even that is a little cloudy. There, you know, are the Giants all in? Are the Giants not in? That that seems to be up in the air. Is there a mystery team? We always hear about the mystery team, but as far as where he goes, there's a lot of mystery. So that's like by design, right? And that's when you talk about big picture stuff, there's so much mystery with him because he's, he he doesn't talk to us much. He remember, he skipped the MVP uh, press conference. He hasn't spoken, I think till since August, sometimes since he last pitched. And that's, that's really rare that there aren't players Mm -hmm. like this, it's certainly not arguably the greatest player of all time. Right? So, so what do you, so it's just like, we don't know when we talk about what he wants, what he likes, how he, what type of person he is, we just don't have that type of information. He's just a very quiet, you know, close to the best person, which I think some people are like, Hey, come to Wrigley. Fans will love you here. Everybody will be all about it. It'll be crazy. I'm, does he want that? Is that like, right. I, I'm not saying he doesn't want that. I just don't know. Like if you are so private with everything, my initial gut reaction is, oh, he may not want the wildness that Wrigley would be. I've talked to I've talked to people about this, about how crazy Wrigley Bill would be if they got Shohei Otani, right? I talked to Ken Rosenthal about how the Cubs haven't had that true superstar. Yeah, they won a World Series in 2016, but they haven't had that guy since Sammy Sosa, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. I don't want to downplay the names that they've had, the John Lester, Anthony Rizzo, all the guys, Derek Lee over the years, wh- whoever it is, right? None of those guys are close to what Sammy was, right? And Shohei Otani will eclipse that if he came to the Cubs. And I just wonder, does he want all of that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. So sometimes I think maybe all this buzz of Toronto makes sense because he's never going to be bigger than the Toronto Maple Leafs. There, you know, maybe this—it sounds ridiculous—but is going back to Anaheim something he actually would do? At uh, it, it all, like when I really think about it, and and what I've been, got gotten accustomed to when it comes to free agency and players and all that that doesn't make sense to me, but also none of this is, is clear. And and there's so little clear, like that maybe it's just going to be the weirdest free agency signing, you know, ever. (laughs) And he ends up where none of us expected.
1: I can't wait for, uh, You know the camera to pan in Toronto, and we can see Drake (laughs) up up the third baseline, trying to make sure that he now is known as a Toronto Blue Jays fan. If Shohei Ohtani and Juan Soto end up there, let's let's talk about Wrigleyville and and the Cubs uh, and the organizational dominoes uh, and the infrastructure that still has to be filled in. Like we're talking about, you know, farm directors. We're talking about new assistant GMs. um, You know, Jed Hoyer's got his own house to take care of before you drop a huge piece of. In the middle of it like that what's happening at center field like what do you think the priorities land for jed hoyer and the chicago cubs heading into these meetings and two days into it now yeah
4: there's a lot of a lot of things that i don't think they fully expected to have to deal with right uh craig Breslow leaving meant they promoted jerry banner for assistant gm means they're looking for a director of pitching uh jerry banner moving up means they're looking for a farm director a lot of this stuff is going to be internally filled right they they did their external hiring with Carter Hawkins Banner was an external hire when he first came and Essen Bokari who's an assistant GM came from the Astros previously previously with the Dodgers right that was a big thing on Jed's mind was i need to get some new blood in here right new voices different ideas and and he's done that at a certain point like I know some people would say you don't want to be too internal with everything. Well, it, you also need to promote from within, right? You need to set a set up a culture where people are motivated to work and people, people really realize like, if I do this right, I will be rewarded. And and I think that they may be looking at it that way with certain, certain moves, not all of those positions, but there, there's also internal people that they may promote for the coaching staff. That's another thing they didn't expect to have to deal with. Right this is right now the focus should be just on the roster, but they haven't finalized the coaching staff because they have a manager that they didn't expect to have until things got wild on November 1st. Right. So Craig council's in place. He's, he's finalizing that coaching staff, but it's not fully done. And so it's kind of Carter Hawkins talked about this when, when we met with him on uh, Monday, he, you know, this isn't, these aren't like things that they take care of one after the other. They're crisscrossing all over the place and they have to deal with. I mean, it's, it's a really important time for this organization. Right. I say this, I feel like I say this every winter, but this is a huge off season, but it does kind of feel like this is, a, there's a huge opportunity here right now. Right. You have this farm system that's bustling and, and about to, you know, burst with a bunch of prospects. They're not a, I thought Carter Hawkins said it well, they're not banging on the door to come up just yet, but that can change quickly a month into the season. What if a couple of these guys are just ready to come up? It's like, Oh, that guy's crushing in AAA. we have a hole here. This guy can help. Right. So they, they have that, they have the financial flexibility and, and there are obvious holes and they were at a point in time where they, they took a step forward, you can't take that step back. Not when you hired Craig Council. So it's a big moment for them. And that doesn't mean it's a failure if they don't get Shohei Otani. I, I wrote this other day. Yes, obviously you get Shohei Otani and you make a few other moves. It's a, it's a huge off season, mm-hmm. but I, I can envision a home run off season without the name Shohei Otani added to this roster, but it's not one or two moves, right? And and there may, be, there yeah. may not be the most sexy moves too for the fans, right? Uh, something that I point out a lot is you go look at the team, the roster from offensively 2022 to 2023. Outside of Bellinger, there weren't huge jumps in production, but they were so bad in so many areas that marginal jumps made them, I believe it was 23rd scoring offense in 2022 to sixth scoring offense in 2023. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that to happen. But you, you make one big move and make a couple marginal upgrades. That helps a lot, especially offensively. Uh, They're just the the way it works offensively is is sometimes you have that linchpin in the middle of the lineup, and everything kind of works out from that. And and it's just like okay, we have this guy. Obviously, Shohei would be that guy. But could it be Soto? Could it be Pete Alonso, who had no buzz about? Uh, could it be a trade that, that, a name that we just really haven't pinpointed yet? Could Bellinger's market never develop? And that means his contract demands don't get met. And now the Cubs are an option again, right? Because Cubs aren't going to go crazy there. But if he's still around in February, maybe Bellinger comes back because it's like, okay, now this makes sense, right? There's so many different things. And I think, like we started this with, because of the Otani. Uh, process kind of hold things up. We don't even have the buzz of who else may be available. Cause there's going to, it's, it's going to start to trickle out like, Oh, this guy's now available. Oh, we're, 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 interested in signing this guy or trading for this guy. And that stuff just hasn't really uh, materialized because of, because of the focus on Otani.
1: Speaking of materializing the last piece that you wrote, uh, the, the considerable talent of Pete Crow Armstrong right and, and everything and all the expectations that come along with it we, we expect sometimes for these dudes to just come up here and alright now it's a video game you are an 82 rated player you now have to be this way for the foreseeable future we could just plug and play you and then you know when you get hurt the little ambulance will run on the field and <laughs> take you off like all video games should right but PCA did not have that sparkling gleaming look at our prospect fresh as a daisy and nothing unbothered kind of vibe to him he he struggled at times defensively struggled at times on the base pass and of course at the plate Um, what that center field position What should Cubs fans expect? You mentioned the Cody Bellinger market and he's looking for a lot of years and a lot of dough and rightfully so after the season that he had and missing a month amassing the numbers that he did. What should Cubs fans expect that center field position to look like? We saw the Mariners trade that you detailed. Obviously there's some names out there. You know that the corner outfield spots are taken with Suzuki and Hap. What's center field going to look like if you were a betting man?
4: Yeah, I I mean – if I if I had to guess, it would be like a small depth move that gives them gives them uh, some security that they don't have to force Pico Armstrong to be there to start the season, but also gives them the ability to if he forces the issue, whether it be in spring training or in April and May uh, at Triple A, that it's like okay, he, he made the adjustments that we need to see, or he put in the work and over the winter he's absolutely ready or he's just it, like this guy's clearly, you know, got nothing left to learn in the minors, whatever it may be. It, I think that's the most likely scenario. Uh, as well, like uh, the, the Kellinick trade, like that's one of those surprise names that we didn't really expect to be moved. Right. So that's what I'm talking about mm-hmm. in my previous answer. Like we, I, I don't want to say that, I know who's going to be available or who's available because I didn't think Kellenic was available. And that was an automatic, no doubt superstar. No, but he's a 24-year-old kid who has a ton of talent. And say the Cubs got engaged in that. And and the way it was described to me, what I heard was uh I, they they're doing their, their due diligence talking to all the teams, right? And when they talk to Seattle, there's a ton of interest in different players on that roster. Uh, his name came up it's like oh he's he's available huh that's interesting that's a great talent that we would be interested in interested in acquiring and, okay where did he play cuz he's not a true center fielder who cares he's really talented let's figure that out if, if we have a if we can match up here we'll figure that out right so what happens in center field there could be some surprises right that they're, they're not going to shy away from upgrading the roster because they're like, Oh, we have Pete Armstrong. We have to play him. You don't want to block him in a sense, but you also don't want to act in a fashion that where, where you miss an opportunity to clearly improve your team, right? There are ways to make things work. Uh, And you know, teams always get creative. Teams have to be smart about these things. You find an opportunity, you pounce, you don't overthink it. It's the same thing about like drafting Matt Shaw. He's the best player that was available, <laughs> right? You don't think about oh, we have Dave Swanson and short stuff. It's just not no. how this stuff works and it shouldn't be. If you pass up an opportunity because you think this 22-year-old center fielder is the future and he fizzles out, that's a huge mistake, right? If three years from now we're looking back and it's like, oh, they had an opportunity to get player X to play center field, but they didn't because Peter Armstrong was there, and Pikre Armstrong's just you know, a defense first, no bat guy in three years, people are going to be ripping them for that, right? They have to consider everything. I think ultimately my view on Pete for Armstrong is he's incredibly talented. He's obviously a great defender. He has work to do on offense. He has work to do with kind of thinking through the game and understanding uh, why, why you act in a certain way in certain moments, right? whether it be the base pass, whether mm-hmm. it be trying to dive for a ball, he thinks he can get everything out there. And I love that attitude. Right. I love it. But there are times when it's like eighth inning, you have a three run lead and you don't want to like, just keep that guy to a single Discretion. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> let that bounce and, and grab that ball and and don't try and dive for it and let it pass you out, pass you by. That's a, honestly like, that's nitpicking when it comes to defense because he's a stuff, but it, but it's, it's like it's a base running, being thoughtful out there on the basis. And the fastballs that were getting blown by him, those weren't like ninety-nine per hour, ninety-nine mile per hour, you know, high spin fastballs perfectly placed. You just get it close to the top of the zone right now with him and have it like 94 plus, which every reliever throws now, it was getting by him. Again, what was it, 20 plate appearances? I don't want to overreact to it. Right. But what I think right. it, it could end up being a great thing for him. Here's what you need to work on. You were overmatched by these types of pitches, or this at this part of the zone. Work on this. Get better at this all winter. You here are the drills you need to do. Whatever it is, this kid's not going to stop working. Like it's not like he's got a bad attitude. This isn't. I've heard nothing bad about the work ethic. He got. He, he's already improved in the Cubs system because he was supposed to be. I don't think they expected as much out of the offense. So now he's he's gone from like a back end top 100. Prospect to a clear top twenty prospect, right? So it's it, it's it, it's nice to have something to work on. You'd obviously love if he came up and just raped, right? That's not that's not how it works. I think I think that's another thing Cubs fans need to kind of get accustomed to. What happened in fifteen and sixteen isn't normal. Right. I mean, right. Who, right. Who, strug, who struggled out of the gate with that group? None of them struggled out None of the gate.
1: Soul.
4: Eventually, we saw it. Right? Eventually, we saw it catch up to them, and they couldn't right. adjust. Uh, you know, Schwarber eventually adjusted when he left the Cubs, Addison Russell, so many more issues than just baseball. Right. But like that, that was part of it. He didn't put in the work to get better. Uh, like Albert Almora never made the adjustments. Chris Bryant injuries caught up, right? It's just to go up and down the list. Uh, it, it worked out perfectly for two seasons, right? Uh, Three seasons, three straight NLCS. He'll take that. But it didn't. It didn't turn into this dynasty we all thought it, it it was heading towards because young players are weird, and sometimes you get like this this burst for a year or two, and then the league catches up, mm-hmm. or the league changes in some way, whatever it may be. And it's you have to remember that. I, I mean, I, I wish I had the names off the top of my head, but I, I try and remember like uh, guys that stink for two months, and and everybody's out on them, and then it's like oh wow, this guy's all of a sudden now a key part of the team, right? Like there's, there's so many names, right? Like Jamison Tyon, Robin Ventura, I
1: mean, right. Oh, for his first 53 or something like that, right?
4: Like just go look at Jamison Tyon's numbers from the Yankees start on. Like he was, he was an awesome starter. He was like a three, three ERA. If He does that for a full season. Nobody's talking about uh, bitching about that contract, right? He's, but you have a couple bad months and everybody freaks out. it, I, we need to, we need to keep that in mind constantly, especially with young players. Uh, it, it's, it's not easy. And I think there's, there's, there's a lot of talk I've been hearing lately about the jump from triple A to the major leagues has never been bigger, where it's just like, there's so much stuff, especially for position players. There's so much stuff that the pitchers are throwing at you. It's coming one after the other. There's no weak spots anymore, especially with the way bullpens are built. So it's, got to have a little patience there but the cubs need to know that too right they know that they they obviously know that but they need to make sure they build a lineup where say you're not relying on Pete Crow armstrong to be the guy right whether that's giving him time to develop a triple a or batting him ninth because you built out a strong enough uh lineup that you don't need to put pressure on him it, it's it's so important to make sure the young players don't feel the pressure now it's on Jed and Carter and the rest of the front office to build out that lineup to make sure they don't feel that pressure. How are they gonna do that? That's that's what we're waiting to find out.
1: Right that's what these next few days are about so have, I am always smarter after having spoken to you not just about baseball but I feel like I gleaned something about life just the way the, the way that you spin your pros and, and and you do your thing man I appreciate you so much um, and now you know as soon as we jump off of this call uh, Shohei Otani's going to sign <laughs> and we're going to have to kill this interview So, <laughs> so but I, I appreciate you man thank you for giving us the lowdown on what's happening in Nash Vegas the Winter meetings, you know, full of fun and frivolity and Wade <laughs> Miley signings. That's, that's the way that Major League Baseball oh, should, be, uh, should be marketing this thing, brother. We Thank need you, some action. brother. I truly appreciate oh, of you. Of course. I, I hope it yeah. speeds up. Yeah. Let's get some action
4: here and have some fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sahadam Sharma from The Athletic and uh, one of the best in the business, especially in the city of Chicago. Thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. is chicago in the house let me hear you say yeah yo you listening to the full Go podcast with my man jason golf it's your boy Dave jeff holler at y'all much love that's all the time we have for the full Go podcast episode 324 i believe it was right yeah 324 is in the house thank you so much for hanging out with us as always we want to say thank you to our guest sahad of sharma of the athletic and shout out to Sahadov and his beautiful wife Uh, in this city you get a chance to uh, you know cross paths with people sometimes in in a fortuitous turn of events sometimes just in a time of need and Sahadov Sharma's wife uh, actually was one of the nurses, one of the main nurses for my son while he was in the NICU, low those many years ago. So the fact that Jace's birthday is coming up here on the 16th and I just had a chance to talk to Sahar Sharma about baseball and life. And then, you know, after the call was over, tell him that, hey, this is what you guys sent me home with. And I showed him the picture of Jace and, uh, you know, he, he had a big smile. He said he was going to you know, uh, show it to his wife. Uh, Because she was definitely instrumental, as were all the people over there at Lurie's when it comes to uh, taking care of these kids who were, you know, a little underbaked, a little early, dealing with some things, you know, got to hang out in the the NICU ward for a little bit with a bunch of parents who are scared shitless and thinking that, you know, know, every moment is going to be uh, a terrifying one. So um, thank you guys for what you do. Uh, Everybody over there at the NICU. Uh, they they handled us with care, and seven years later, uh, our guy is, is kicking it. Well, six years in a week, he. Uh yeah, no, I'm sorry. Six years and fifty weeks. He reminded me today on the ride home. He was like, "I'm no longer six and three quarters, Dad. I'm I'm six years and fifty weeks." And I'm like, "Shut your ass up, man! <laughs> what, is, what, is, what are you talking about? Uh, six years and fifty weeks? Who says that? I, if, if I was a bully, I'd take you out right now if you said that in front of me." You know what I mean? Sounds so like he, guy, a kid version you,
3: of, Oh, my child is uh, thirteen months. Oh, your child's one. No, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> No, no, Jay is Jay is special, bro. He is absolutely special. Conned me into uh he's like, hey dad, can I show you something? I was like, uh, oh, my wallet's about to come out. He walked me into a book fair after I picked him up from aftercare. I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Mom didn't send you with no money today, huh? I got you. All right. <laughs> no what know what no dad is good for. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to my guy. Uh and shout out to uh the Sharmas, because they are uh, they are good people. Thank you, as always, for hanging out with us here on the Full Go podcast. We want to say thank you to our production staff, the shadowy figure that is known as Steve Rudy the exceptional one, Kyle Williams doing his thing as always, Chief Vibes Officer Chris Sutton, and of course he is no longer paternity poppy. He is just the dad. Tony Gill. For the fellas, I am Jason Goff. Thanking you for downloading this thing. Thanking you for following us on the socials. Thanks for rating and reviewing this thing. Giving it the five stars you know it needs. If not, we will see you in the streets. Make sure you're commenting and doing all those things in the reviews, right? Like, we're seeing a lot of five stars, and thank you so much. We appreciate you, but we need some comments. You know, say how you feel about the show. Talk crazy about me. Say that you hate it when I laugh and all the other stuff that you say in there. Keep saying those things because, you know, my kid has a a birthday that's nine days before christmas so we got to keep this thing rolling okay so keep saying all those things and getting all those things in the rates and reviews we appreciate you as always we will catch y'all on thursday yeah catch you on thursday we've had no bulls to talk about so we're gonna have bulls versus hornets to talk about we'll have maybe some more hot stove baseball winter meeting stuff Uh, we'll have a thursday night football game to talk about and we'll also get you ready for the bears next matchup so until then we leave you with this as always take care of each other be safe and remember to stay sucker free peace y'all with it in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call one 800 4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York. All right.
4: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com.